Charles. Cheers. 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 Yep, that's us. That's just a taste of what you're in for. You're listening to the Wine and Whiteboards podcast miniseries, Drunken Marketing. We're here to drink some wine and share ridiculously hilarious and real marketing experiences with you. We're all part of a B2B marketing team and work together at our nine to five. Sometimes working in marketing can be funny, annoying, or just straight up weird. Our team is going to give you a behind the scenes look at marketing while sharing hilarious stories and situations that we found ourselves in. Let's be real. Some of these stories may not have been funny at the time, but in hindsight, they make us laugh and we've grown to become better marketers because of them. So grab a glass of wine and join us as we tell you the lessons we've learned the hard and funny way. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Wine and Whiteboards Drunken Marketing. Today we're going to talk about some of our expectations versus reality experience and some real marketing letdowns. So when our team thinks of expectations versus reality, we immediately think of something similar to Pinterest fails. You know, those like cookie monster cupcakes that end up looking like cookie demons instead. Well, if you don't know what I'm talking about, do a quick Google. I promise it'll be a great laugh. I even think there's an entire Netflix series dedicated to this kind of stuff now. I forget what it's called. It's a baking show, but it's pretty great. I actually watched an episode of it this weekend, Katie. It's called Nailed It. Yes. Yes. So we don't have all food experiences necessarily, but Nailed It is pretty much what we are talking about here. So I think the first one that I want to cover is something that we ordered for a conference that we thought was going to be really awesome. We were looking to create kind of like a lounge space where people could kind of hang out, take a break. So we found this really cool accordion style like lounge furniture where it came in a compact like um cube I guess you could say and you could like accordion it out I wish people could see my hands right now because I'm making like an accordion motion but it doesn't matter but then they kind of like accordioned out and you could sit on them and they were sturdy however Sarah correct me if I'm wrong but I'm pretty sure they just didn't like stay in that position they kept like shrinking back up so like nobody would be able to sit on them yeah I think they were supposed to be like a I don't know, two to five seater, and it definitely became a one seater, which is like we ordered individual accordion furniture. Not very helpful at all. Well, so at we, one point, I remember us trying to stretch it and see if it would stay by us zip tying both sides to some furniture. And I think we left it for at least a long weekend, if not a week. And we're like, okay, this should be good now. This will stretch it out where we, you know, it'll be accordion-like. We won't have it zip back and slam shut, you know. Well, it didn't really work. As soon as we cut the zip ties, it just slapped right to the exact same, like, cube from the beginning. So definitely a fail on that one. Like, I think they're essentially, I don't know, what, maybe... 10 inches wide and it was supposed to stretch up to like six feet and like fit multiple people on it like it even came with these little like seating pads to put on top of them and I don't know if maybe no one orders them and they were just sitting in boxes for years and we were the only people that had decided to order them ever but 
Yeah, they were not staying. They were just snapping back like a rubber band. Um, and when I joined the team and we were going through packing up and we were moving offices and we saw those, and I'm like, what the hell are these things? Which is funny that we haven't used them, clearly not in a while, and yet we still hold on to them. Like we just refuse to give up on it. And at some point, maybe these accordions will open up and let people sit on them. Well, well to be fair, we tried to return them. <laughs> But the shipping back to China, I believe, was just more expensive than what we bought them for. So we just figured, let's just put them into storage and maybe we'll use them, maybe we'll resell them, maybe we'll donate it, something along those lines. Like, we had such high hopes for these and they were going to be so cool. But it's just one of those things that our expectation was very different than what the reality was once they got to us and we were able to use them and test them. So we got a little tip that maybe to walk away with here is if you are testing out new furniture or new items or things that move and adjust, order just one of them as a test and make sure that it's not maybe coming from overseas or an area that's going to be really expensive if they have if they don't have a return policy or even if they do look and make sure you understand what that is so you don't get stuck with things. It might be a if it's too good to be true, it probably is. The fact that they closed up nicely to ship nice and perfectly for us, but yep, we just can't actually have people utilize them. Well, yeah. it, it makes so much sense because the cost of them pretty much was the same as what we would do for rentals. And then we didn't have to worry about the whole, oh, we need people to leave the conference room so that we can change around the seating. And this was just gonna be a really quick solution and it was cost effective, yada, yada. But there's those little things that, you know, not as what, not what you think. Another one that we're going to share is uh, wall decals. We use these a lot um, because our conferences, we, we use conference rooms that are pretty, you know, generic, like a normal wedding use, you know, so you want to make sure that it's kind of custom for you. And we do a lot of those fun themes, like we've said. So we've been doing wall decals and sometimes they don't really like to stick to the walls at these locations and most likely it's because they have wallpaper um so this happened to us in an event oh i think it was our Two first years ago. yeah it's our first conference that we had been hosting and so this was just not something we needed to go wrong like that was like the small detail that like just we didn't need to have it fail but we were going around and we kept needing to restick them. Like I remember us having, um, I think we sent Max around to like make them stay. Like we kept on having him redo it. And I swear to God, we ended up using push pins at the end, right? Mm -hmm. Just to make them like stay. Mm -hmm. I remember too, like I feel like the scale of them was off a little bit too. Like the room was so big and we ordered these like small decals. <laughs> So there were like these like peeling, like little peeling things on the wall. I mean, probably would have been better off without them in hindsight. I know. They I were so wondering. cool though. I can't remember if we've talked about the mythical creatures theme that we did before, but it was one of my favorites that we've done. And the wall decals were so cool, like the Loch Ness Monster and the Kraken. And oh my God, they were awesome. I loved them so much. It was such a bummer that they were just peeling off, but it was like that fabric-y, it was almost like tweed wallpaper. And yeah, that Paige, I feel like I remember you asked them, like the company, if they would stick. And they said yes. So I think we ended up getting a refund. 
maybe yeah, we definitely did i responded back and i was like hey you guys said this would stick you said this was their extra sticky whatever because they had like four different types of stickiness and i'm like oh, this is just you know another next level but we got back i think almost 300 dollars worth um for refunds because of this so we were able to reallocate that into a different event and make use of it we do okay. use a company so that we just use the same company we we've used them for multiple things but we just use them to kind of decorate the new office that we're going to be moving into and they are pretty awesome they're called sticker genius if anyone's looking for this kind of stuff they do all the custom stickers custom sizes all sorts of really cool things uh wall decals and so if anyone's looking for that stuff they are a good resource and they've Just updated don't stick it to fabric wallpaper yeah <laughs> they've updated their um sticker stickiness too so they were testing out some new ones so if we say like it didn't work now it works because the new office looks really cool and we use their decals for it yeah but we didn't stick it against a fabric wall so maybe that's this the issue i feel like hotels and like big conference rooms where they use those like folding doors it's always mm -hmm. that weird fabric material so just a tip if you're putting on an event and you want to do wall decals and it's at a hotel conference room it's probably not going to work find small well, you never think you never think you have to ask like the event coordinator at the location do you have wallpaper no yes like you they usually give you like a really small outline or you know layout of the space so you can kind of tell where things are going to go and how big things are but it you never think to ask if there's wallpaper if there's some treatment on the wall that has this issue but honestly the wall decals are a great way to decorate for your event at a more cost efficient price if you've ever ordered like drapes to cover the walls like the curtains and things like that or um like any kind of like i don't know, photo background things like that um this is a much more cost efficient way to um, stand out at your event and make a big difference for the background actually i'll just throw this in here because sarah and i were uh, working on it today we actually ordered these um backdrops for our conference that's coming up so they're backdrops that are intended for like virtual events and things like that or so that you have a screen behind you or like a, a custom screen. And um, we just set them up today and they were very easy to set up. We got them from a company called Anyvoo, like A-N-Y-V-O-O, -O. very strange. I don't know why it's called that, but um, they were really easy to put together. And Paige, I think they were really easy to like order and create and like design yeah, really well. And they were pretty cost effective as well, so. Yeah, they were, Mm, we got it done in like what two weeks arriving with shipping everything but what i liked the most was that they sent us this cute little video of like their production so when it was being finalized they brought us into like their sewing room and kind of showed us what our product looks like kind of showed who's working on it it was really cute touch and i was like oh we should try and do that for our sales side too so their instructions were really cool. They were actually a video that they had like a little card in the package that had like a QR or had a QR code on it. So you could watch this video. And it was really funny because it was this guy like walking you through how to do it. And I feel like he did it on like his first take of the video. Like it was entertaining because it felt very like casual and off the cuff. This is fails, not things that are going well. So we need to get back on to our topics here. Yeah, let's, let's get back to the, to the next one that we wanted to discuss, which is 
obviously things that are getting broken as we see them arrive to us. So this was one big lesson learned for us. Ceramic mugs are probably not the best thing to ship when it comes to events. Uh, we always love to do fun custom swag. So when we found these like cute ceramic camping mugs, all of us were like, yes, please, I want this now. Um, and everyone else at the event would love it too. So we bought these, had them shipped. They didn't have the most packaging to keep them safe. I think it was like a layer of one cardboard and then like, you know, those little slots in between. No bubble wrap, no nothing, you know, it was like, what it is. It was so minimal. Yeah. It was extremely minimal. <laughs> yeah, when it, they actually arrived at our place, there was probably a third of the box that was broken. Right, guys? I want to say. I, don't I think can't remember, but third. I know there was at least a few. Okay. I, yeah, I don't think it was a third, but it was definitely a few. And I guess I was just really surprised that a vendor would send ceramic things like without bubble wrap or extra padding and cushioning and just kind of have them at the mercy of the shipping service. Like that just doesn't seem yes. like a good idea. I guess like my expectation versus reality here is that if you are offering fragile items as a product of your company that you would know how to ship fragile items. And it just seemed like they did not. Have you guys seen that meme so that or like GIF or, I think it's GIF. Is it GIF or GIF? I, I don't know. I think it's a GIF. GIF. Whatever. So there's something that's been like, I don't know, circulating on the internet in quarantine COVID stuff since so many people are getting deliveries. It compared all the delivery um, companies to each other. It said like UPS kind of just like threw it up on the porch. FedEx like brought it up onto the porch and slammed it down and then like stomped all over your package and then the Amazon Prime delivery people were like sweeping up your porch straightening up your like flower pot and everything it kind of remi reminded me of that like you're putting so much in the hands of the delivery people if you just aren't caring how you package it up so whatever <laughs> I remember you reminded me of this but I remember we only had one little like fragile thing on the side of the box when it got to us and we're like, well, the likelihood of the person who's going to be shipping it to see that one little fragile or like this right side up was just not realistic. So I remember Sarah and I like running around writing fragile on every visible port like of the box. And then what did we I think we like triple taped it like we went overboard on the shipping from our location to the event just to like try and make it so that there weren't as many ceramic ones that broke. But Going forward, we switched over to like plastic, metal, all that kind of junk because ceramic just mm, maybe skip it next time. The ones that we just ordered for our upcoming event are little metal tumblers. And thank you, Sarah, for finding those because I think that was definitely a good option for shipping. And I think they'll I think they will make it to their end destination unscathed. Hopefully, hopefully. And they're going in a cute custom box. So even better but yeah we've tried so many different swag things like you live and learn like certain things look amazing online it's great in theory and then you get them and you're like Ugh. like that one little detail that just like fell through and was just like a little fail but uh, another one is pens so we have a couple things of pens that haven't worked in the past um, one of them was like with printing so for some reason I think we had many iterations of this guys where we were doing custom pens with our company logo on them 
And for some reason, they ended up blurry. Like all of us thought we needed to get our eyes checked because they were like, <laughs> just, they seemed like, slightly blurry. Not yeah. like crazy blurry, but enough where you were like, are my contacts in the right spot? Are my glasses okay? Like just enough for you kind of be like, this is weird. Katie, were these the pens that you were ordering? I feel like these were yours. Yes, so they were my pens. And we ended up with so many pens because I think there was 1500 in each order and we had to redo it twice. So we ended up with three orders of 1500 pens. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure we had to ask our um, team that supplies the furniture at our company for a completely separate cabinet because we had so many fucking pens. <laughs> I mean, we did end up using them, I think, because it wasn't, they weren't unusable, but we definitely just didn't want to pay full price for these blurry pens. It's like when, a, like when we get a new hire, we give them the blurry pen because it's just using it in the office. <laughs> There are some times where it's okay to be a Karen and ask for the manager, especially when your product is not what it's supposed to be. Sorry if your name's Karen out there. Uh, another one that was quality assurance was pens that did not end up working for us. We had gotten these pens, we put them in our swag bags at our event, so obviously we didn't go and test them out because we just assumed they worked. And about halfway through the first session of the conference, we were seeing all these people going around looking in their bags and we're like, what's, what's up? Like, I don't understand. And they, the pen that we provided did not work. So they were looking for their own and backups. So I saw we had like 10 of us running around trying to find random pens and like buying new pens. And that was just a headache we didn't need either. <laughs> That one's on us because we assumed, which Katie mentions in our last episode, that you should never assume anything because all it does is make an ass out of you and me. Agreed. I well, mean, who would assume that a pen would work? <laughs> wow, what an idiot. <laughs> well, and the funniest part of that whole thing, too, like, it was not funny, like, at, in the moment. In the moment, yeah. it was like that panic moment of, like, oh, shit, because you literally saw everybody start reaching down and like digging in their bags all simultaneously. You're all of a sudden, you're like, why is this happening? Like it, you couldn't have scripted it to be better. And it was a big deal because we provided a workbook to people and we were asking them to write down things in their workbook. So it's not like they were voluntarily taking notes, but we were telling them to do something. Um, so oh, one thing we did actually go through and double check was the workbook that we had created um, custom because we were going through it just looking at how like how it turned out it looks cool and then all of a sudden I think it was you Charlotte who mentioned like this looks out of order like it's going from page 20 to page 30 and like there was just some weird like instances so we ended up going through all like 250 of these just to pull out the four bad eggs that we needed to ask to get reprinted and we're like you know, we did the quality assurance, we checked that one, but it also took us a long ass time to go page by page by page and then have four bed eggs. I feel like that's something Sarah probably caught because I feel like my lack of attention to detail probably wouldn't have caught that. I feel like that's probably thanks to Sarah. <laughs> like, that one's probably not me. 
Well, plus, I feel like after you're looking at the same thing 250 times, every page is going to look the same to you at that point, and then you're just going to not see anything. You're like, I don't even know anymore. Yeah, we were just reading the page numbers at the bottom at that point. It was just like, all right, one, two, three, four. Like, <laughs> that was a good half day. There has to be a better way to do this. Yeah, you'd think. I was just saying that I think this next one is one of my favorites. And Paige, I'm really hoping that we can do a post where we show like a side of our our failed socks and then like our good socks. Because now that like this whole like outer space theme for our conference has kind of come full circle. So for those who haven't listened before or maybe don't know, we've created different custom socks every single year for our swag. And they're really fun. But our first design that we did was, I don't think we actually did it. I think we outsourced it to the company that was producing them. And they just couldn't get it right. And they kept sending it back to us. And eventually we just had to be like, let's roll with it because we didn't have time. So we did. And the design was, the design was so bad. It was so bad. We'll have, to, we'll have to share a picture. But now we did another outer, outer space theme for our socks. And they look they look amazing <laughs> they look amazing so I think that would be a good like expectation and like reality side by side well the company that we work for or that not that we work for that we worked with is called Sock Club they have been fantastic to work with this is the one bad one experience that we had that was probably the first thing that we did too so the idea though is that they create custom socks based on what you're asking for. So we do this based on themes. So we, the first one, I don't even know, remember what the theme was. I think there was like robots or something in it. Um, but you asked that, what? I don't think we had a theme. I think we told them to make something cool and they like put stars and Butchered aliens it. on it. I don't know. It was a superhero theme. Mm, yeah. The but they took it in a weird direction. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, robots and superheroes totally go hand in hand in my mind. But there's also an alien on it. I swear there's an alien. Like, I just wore them the other day. I still have them. So I, I have no idea. We'll have to find a photo of them. We'll have to find them. Technically, but, I think Thor is an alien since he's from another planet. So maybe that's what they were thinking of. But I'm pretty sure the, the, the alien on the sock does not look anything like Thor. No. All right, you have to think that the sock design is going to stretch based on the like going on the feet. So when we saw it in the design, too, we we're like, okay, like they're small enough, it's no biggie. But when you pull it on, it was like a giant. It took up like half the leg, so it was a bit, it was a bit hilarious. Um, but you, the company that we worked with, they do designers on staff, or you can have it brought in house. And like, if you have a designer, they can build it and send it off to them. So it's actually a really cool way to like bring in that custom swag. So we've used them for five years, I want to say at least. A while, yeah. Yeah. So we're loyal. <laughs> Go for it, Katie. Katie held up her fingers like the Girl Scout honor. She was like, on my honor, I will try. I will try to serve God in my country and to live by the Girl Scout law. Is that what it is? Were you actually a Girl Scout? Uh, yeah, I was a brownie and a Girl Scout. I didn't get very many badges. I didn't either. 
You just like the cookies? But Katie, you raised your hand for something. No, I, I was just holding up the Girl Scout sign. Oh, I was very so confused. Charlotte, I was saying badges, like, I, I'm a Girl Scout, I'm loyal. Charlotte, how many badges did you get when you were a Boy Scout since you keep getting those badges? <laughs> I keep getting the Boy Scout calls. That's a good segue into our next little option is talking about food because the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts, they always hound you for their little treats that they offer. And I will say those Girl Scout cookies are mighty good. Too bad we can't get those shipped out to our events. Mike is the person that if there is a Boy Scout table in front of Kroger, he will buy the $20 six ounce bag of caramel corn every single time. Really? Kevin has it in his car right now. I'm like, I went in there to get something, and I'm like, oh, clearly you bought something from the Boy Scouts at one point. Matt's, Matt and I are the worst. Like, we maybe, like, he, like, actively avoids eye contact because he doesn't want to have to say no because, like, he, like, won't buy something like that. He would probably buy them if it came to our door or something, but, like, when they're sitting at the grocery store, he's like, I'm here to get groceries, like, I'm here to get my stuff. So he'll, like, actively avoid eye contact so he doesn't have to, like, feel bad or guilty, like, saying no, because he, like, has a hard time saying no and disappointing people. And it's, like, a sad thing. Well, so we disappointed ourselves with this other swag. So we love to get food options with our events and our swag and in our swag bags all that stuff and we've tried a few things and like some of them just really just don't turn out the oreo cookie ones always turn out oreos are spot on every single time but we've tried a few like cookies that turned out to taste more like pop tarts we've had some cupcake fails so you guys take that away i actually forgot about the oreo cookies those were delicious I think they were like Oreos on like popsicle sticks, like dipped in chocolate. Yeah, those were fantastic. I forgot about those. But the ones that we did order were for a specific prospect that was coming to our office for um, for a demo. So we wanted to give them kind of like a whole experience. And um, we ordered custom cookies for them. And they definitely tasted like just straight up Pop-Tarts, like not, not, not even like less sweet than Pop-Tarts too. Like, yeah, like not in a good way. I like Pop-Tarts. No, not in a good way. But like when you're expecting a cookie and you get a Pop-Tart, it's a little different, you know? Like the corner of the Pop-Tart, like, like yes. not the part that's filled with like the jelly or whatever, but like the corner that like you might give to your dog. Yeah, that's <laughs> missing the icing. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, the icing is the key so, part. Yeah. But they looked super cute, so at least they looked cute. I'll give us that part. Yes, I agree. Um, but Katie, the cupcakes, I feel like we have to share. We may have done this in a previous episode, but we might have to just say it again. Yeah, I think we shared this in a previous episode. Um, so I was going to an event, and the theme was re-energize. So I was thinking about things that go with energy, and I found a cupcake company that got really good reviews that was near um, the event center that my booth was going to be at. And I had a lengthy discussion with the people on the phone. I want these cupcakes to look like mini Starbucks lattes. Um, I didn't want the logo on them or anything, but we had a discussion about like they can put white frosting on top and then put little sprinkles. So it either looked like 
a caramel drink or a mocha drink, and then they were going to add a little something to have the green straw so it would resemble a latte. So I ordered like, I don't know, over a hundred of these. It wasn't a huge event, but there was like at least a hundred cupcakes. And I open up the box and it's a fucking flower cupcake. <laughs> like this did not, it did not resemble a latte at all. It was very upsetting. And I think I was like new to my role. So I now I would know because the event was a couple days long. Now I would know that I should have called and should have tried to get them to fix it or tried to get a refund or a partial refund or something. And I think I just internalized all of my anger and I don't know, kept it, kept it all in. And then there was just flower cupcakes with a bunch of energy themed things. <laughs> I, at least you did the other parts where you ordered from a local vendor you talked to them beforehand so like you tried to at least be proactive and make sure you didn't like ship them from our location out there which they definitely would have got messed up by that point so you tried I don't blame you on that one like, like they were cute and I don't think anyone at the event noticed that they didn't go with the theme I don't think they were like oh this company's cupcakes don't go with their theme. Like, I'm pretty sure I was the only person that was upset about it. But yes, they they were very pretty. They just were not what I had expected. Well, and I think like to Kelly's point, like you took some of the lessons we've learned ahead of time and like applied them and like it still had a bad outcome. So I think sometimes you just can't, I don't know, sometimes you just can't do much about it. <laughs> like yeah. it's still gonna end up that way. and. At the end of the day, we're calling out a lot of the things that have gone wrong, but the things that have gone right way outweigh the things that are going, that have gone wrong. And that's why we do this, right? So we can sit back, have a couple of drinks, laugh at what has happened in the past because we clearly didn't laugh at that moment in time. We can now appreciate it at this point to take a laugh, share it with everybody else so that maybe they don't have to make the same mistakes we do. But however, we are always open to seeing your own nailed it, um, things that you have either purchased or had experience to you. So please share those with us. Please, we want photos. We'll share some of our photos if we have them too. So we'll have to go dig them up. Yeah, you're not alone. We've all gone through this as marketers. We always expect things to turn out a certain way. Maybe things don't, I mean, most people don't even notice like Katie said, but when you notice, it's like, damage. <laughs> it just hurts. So we definitely learned from them and we have a few takeaways that we've taken into our roles, but send those videos, send those pictures, whatever it is, we want to see them. So with that, we want to make sure we ask that if you do enjoy listening to us, please don't forget to review and subscribe so you can always keep up with the latest episodes of Wine and Whiteboards. And if you do enjoy our podcast, please share with all of your friends, colleagues, uh, family, enemies, we don't really care who. Um, but if there's anyone who you think would be interested, please let them know and please share. Thank you for listening to Drunken Marketing. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the ridiculously hilarious and real marketing experiences from the Wine and Whiteboards team. If you haven't checked out our full-length episodes, pour yourself a glass of your favorite vino and join us. 
We share marketing tips and design tips on everything from content marketing to website redesign and so much more. Wondering how you can support the show? If you love our podcast, leave us a review and don't forget to subscribe. Share it with your friends, family, enemies, or whoever else you think would enjoy the Wine and Whiteboards podcast. We're always looking for new listeners to add to our wolf pack. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>